Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope they got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Michael Green, he lost the ball, turnover, throws it away, goes right to Poole, though, on the right sideline. The jumper's up, no good. Jam hauled by Kaminga as he hit the trampoline, got high in the air, and just threw it down with the right hand. A flash of brilliance there from Jonathan Kaminga, one of a couple on this Monday night for the Golden State Warriors, but uh, that was really about it uh, as they got throttled for the second time uh, in about two and a half weeks. Well, really throttled for the first time, uh, but for the second time in two and a half weeks, the Warriors rest Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Andrew Wiggins for a game at the back end of a long run of games uh, in New Orleans, and for the second time, the Pelicans handle the Warriors tonight. It was ugly. Uh, final score of 128 to 83. Welcome you inside Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you for about the next half hour or so. Truncated edition here tonight on 95.7 The Game. A lot going on throughout Bay Area sports as uh, everybody knows. So uh, we'll have a more limited edition of Warriors wrap-up for you tonight. Uh, and then uh, overtime is going to be coming up with Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles as uh, they'll be talking about uh, everything going on with the football game that's going on south of the border tonight here between the 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. So keep it locked here on 95.7 The Game as we talk some dubs for the next half hour, but we got you covered for what's going on with the San Francisco 49ers as well. 888 Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. That is the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text here for the next half hour. I want to talk some Warriors basketball. And sometimes when you go full blown developmental game, tonight is what it looks like, unfortunately. And it was ugly. Uh, let, let's be honest. Uh, Warriors down by 19 at the end of the first quarter with the starting lineup of, of Jordan Poole, Dante DiVincenzo, Kavon Looney, Jonathan Kaminga, and Anthony Lamb. It was a night where players that hadn't been getting much of an opportunity were able to get some significant run in this one, but it just goes to show, and I thought the first matchup a couple of weeks ago in New Orleans when the Warriors did this against the Pelicans, the Pelicans essentially went through the motions, and the Warriors played pretty aggressively and and, and with, with high energy, and the Warriors were able to hang around in that game. Tonight, different story. It was as if Willie Green had said to his Pelicans team, hey, we let these guys hang around, and the game was far too close. 
a couple of weeks ago. Let's play with a little bit of purpose. Let's come out and really put it to these young, inexperienced players looking for opportunities at extended minutes and, and put a hurting on them early in the game and kind of break their will a little bit and, and put them down in a position to where it's never really a game. And, and that's exactly what the Pelicans were, were able to do in the first quarter. Ugly, ugly stuff. Uh, the Warriors had uh, five assists in the first half. On a night where uh, they generate just 17 assists total in the game and turnovers, as you might expect, 27 Warrior turnovers uh, in this one, leading to 31 Pelicans points. And uh, not hard to believe when you look at just position groups and and lineups and and a rotation of guys that just had not played together uh, a whole heck of a lot. Uh, A couple of bright spots. I mean, Jordan Poole uh, gets an opportunity to go back into the starting lineup, and when he's done that this season, he's averaged uh, about 28 points per game. Tonight he goes for for 26, but a pretty uneventful 26 for Jordan Poole. Jonathan Kaminga got his minutes he had a chase down block on Zion Williamson early in the game. He had a, a follow up dunk uh, off an offensive rebound later in the game, knocked down a couple of threes. Uh, but all in all, I mean, you look at Jonathan Kaminga's night tonight as a starter, getting to play 40 minutes against legitimate NBA rotation players, and he was a minus 38. So it tells you that Jonathan Kaminga still has a very long way to go before he's going to be able to fit his game into the context of a rotation player on a championship-caliber team. So the experience, paramount. Uh, and and I think above all, when the Warriors choose to, to do this, it's, it's first and foremost, I think, about the veteran players. And I think more importantly than anything, because the Warriors, it's already pretty apparent in the first 18 games of this season now, even 17 before tonight's ball game, that the Warriors are going to need to be even more dependent than they would have originally anticipated on their older players as the season goes on. So I actually think in a weird way, that means that early in the season, the Warriors are going to have to pick their spots to give guys some rest and hope that they're healthy enough to ride out uh, longer chunks with more minutes and take advantage of the schedule in an attempt to, to offset some of the hole that they've been able to dig. And you've seen the Warriors after the 3-7 and seven start, at least leading up to tonight, which in all likelihood was going to be a loss from the opening tap. They have been able to slowly but surely get a little bit closer to on track here, winning five of the last seven games coming into this one. So 888-957-9570, bad spacing, bad shot selection. Again, mentioned the, the turnovers, but... Really, it's more about minutes and reps and the opportunity to play. Uh, And again, sometimes when you do this, the Warriors had had pretty good success in in picking their spots with some of these games a year ago. And I think when you do it from a position of advantage, as the Warriors did a year ago, getting off to the great start, you can pick off some wins in, in some of these games. And the Warriors were able to do that last year. They won in Miami with uh, essentially what was uh, a similar type approach as the one that that they put out there tonight. They were able to win in San Antonio last year. They were able to win in Detroit last year.
year. I think there were maybe nine times the Warriors did it the last year, eight or nine. They were they were three and five or three and six in those games. So the Warriors now with the a second time against a team in the Pelicans that that figures to be at a minimum a top ten team in the Western Conference. It's all kind of jumbled up right now, but I think the Pelicans have a shot. Worst case scenario uh, it, to be in the top ten, but but best case scenario, I think that's a team that that would tell you maybe they could be contending for a for a top six spot uh and and definitely on the higher end of of the seven to ten when it's all said and done so rough matchup for the pelicans who who did get zion williamson back who have had brandon ingram back who picked up cj mccollum who have Jonas valanchunas i mean that is a a a core of a team that was a playoff team uh a year ago getting into that play-in tournament and winning a couple of games to ultimately take on the suns as the eight seed in the western conference first round and and they were a handful in that series, taking it uh, all the way to six games before the Suns were, were eventually able uh, to, to vanquish them. So 888-957-9570, your thoughts on this one? Uh, I'll be honest with you. There isn't a whole lot of, uh, of positive takeaways for, for me uh, in, in this one. I, I also don't want to overdo it and, and really act like this makes the Warriors' younger players appear as if they're – too much farther away than we already knew that they were. <laughs> I think you can get carried away and go down the rabbit hole at that point, and things can 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 you know tend to look maybe a little bit uglier when you do that. Uh, but it, it it's just plain and simple. The Warriors were not competitive at, at any point really uh, after they got down big in the early going. The 19 at the end of the fourth quarter was 35-11 before the Warriors scored the final five points of the first quarter to make it 35-16. to They didn't win any quarter. Uh, The second quarter, probably the most competitive for the Warriors uh, in this one as they did chop what was that 24-point lead down to 14 at one point, down to 15 at one point, uh, and then the Pelicans were able to push it right back up to 24 going into the break at halftime, and then coming out third quarter, they chased it up into the 30s and, and ultimately outscored the Warriors 31-18 in the fourth quarter, and it winds up being 128-83, to the largest lead of the night for the Pelicans at 45, uh, winds up being the, the final score in this one at 128 uh, to to 83. So you take your lumps tonight, uh, and if you're the Warriors, you come back home, and, and look, the schedule's not going to get any easier for Golden State with the Clippers in at Chase Center on Wednesday, the Jazz on Friday, and then the Warriors headed back out on the road where they're going to take on the Timberwolves and the Mavs, a couple more teams that believe that they're in that at minimum top 8 to 10 conversation in the Western Conference. Of course, the Warriors know the Mavs from the Western Conference Finals and their upset of the Phoenix Suns going back to a, a year ago. So you look at it, and it's not going to get easier, and the Warriors are going to have to play better on the road. But tonight, not really an indicator uh, of, of anything that you would put in the category of when this team is, is close to full strength and, and, and everyone is playing. Uh, so... Uh, Let's get to the Xfinity Mobile text line. A uh, quick one here from the 415. Uh, JD, bench players are small and defensively challenged. Uh, they need a rim protector uh, to clean up. Go out and sign Dwight Howard uh, or Hassan Whiteside to the vacant 15th roster spot. Uh, I think it's independent of, of tonight, but that is something that the Warriors may have to look at. I mean, if James Wiseman is not going to be able to be a part of the rotation, come February and March, then I do think they're going to have to look 
to potentially add from the outside? Are they looking to add another wing player? Are they looking to add another big man? I, I think they need more of a big man this year than they did really last year. Uh, I know they had Otto Porter. They had Bielitsa. They preferred to play small. They had some options. And while that was something that was just a, a over and over and over on repeat from a lot of the fans, I didn't necessarily think they needed to go get a big last year. And initially it was because they thought Wiseman was going to be coming back at some point, and then Wiseman never came back. But the Warriors were so good at playing small that I thought a big would probably be wasted at that point. They planned on James Wiseman being more a part of things than he's been able to be to this point, and and Wiseman playing in the G League for the Warriors the Ute, against the Utah club for the Santa Cruz Warriors uh, as they're playing tonight and, and tomorrow. Uh, and so we'll see how he's able to fare as he heads down there to uh, get minutes. I know a lot of people are asking why the heck was James Wiseman not going to be uh, you know a part of this game today. And I know Steve Kerr addressed that before the game. They want him to be able to get an extended run with the G League squad uh, to get an extended run without going back and forth to practice with them, get more of one-on-one attention that is available to a G League team that's playing a couple of games a week with practices mixed in as opposed to getting with the, the big club at this point and going through all the travel and the lack of practice time and the attention that, that needs to be built uh, for, for other players uh, at this point. Uh, and so they, they want him to be able to just focus on going down and playing freely and, and working on his game and putting himself in a, in a position to, to rejoin the big club, I, I think, a, a little bit more confidently uh, than they had been uh, to this particular point in time. All right, 888-957-9570. Warriors drubbed in New Orleans. 128-83 to is the final. We'll come back, and we will hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, following this one. Uh, if you want to get in line and share your thoughts, thoughts on this what does it say about the Warriors young players uh, getting an opportunity to play but sometimes when you go full-blown developmental game especially against a good team it can get out of hand ugly and that's what we saw uh, from the Warriors uh, in this one tonight really immune to that for the most part last year Sands maybe the one game in Toronto where a bunch of the guys didn't make the trip north of the border and that game got ugly uh, at times but the Warriors right now in a spot where uh, you take the L, you get back home, and you get back to playing the rotation that you had been playing lately that had won you five of the last seven games. So we'll pause here. We'll come back. We'll hear from Steve Kerr. We'll tie a bow on this one, and we'll get you set up for uh, overtime with Madsen and Styles talking some 49er football. That's all straight ahead right here on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Moody has knocked away back the ball with Junior Pumpe. Goes around balance, was down the lane, oh. finger rolled it up and in, and he gets his first NBA basket. He'll remember that forever, even though it's in a blowout game. Patrick Baldwin Jr. is in the NBA officially and in the scoreboard. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. 16 minutes tonight for Patrick Baldwin Jr., that first NBA hoop, as called by Tim Roy, along with Jim Barnett. 
Baldwin Jr. finishing with seven points in this one. We welcome you back inside here to Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you. 888-957-9570. One of the few bright spots for the Warriors in this one as they fall to the Pelicans 128 to 83 as uh, the Warriors lose by 45 points. The uh, greatest margin, uh, that they trailed by in the game comes at the final horn uh, as the Warriors didn't play Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, Draymond Green or Andrew Wiggins. Kevon Looney did play, but only five minutes for Looney. Uh, he played the first five minutes of, of the game and, and that was it with the game turning into a blowout. So he continues his string of consecutive games played but uh, unnecessary to have him play much more after the game had gotten out of hand. And the game really got out of hand very quickly for the Warriors as they trailed 35-11 to 11 and 35-16 uh, to 16 at the end of the first quarter. Uh, trying to find a couple of bright spots here in this one. I mean, another night where Jordan Poole, as the, the lead dog, goes for 26. Jonathan Kaminga, 18 points. He did play 40 minutes. I know he's been really... Uh, chomping at the bit to be able to play more minutes tonight. Kind of a mixed bag for Kaminga. I thought the 40 minutes were really an extension of, of what we've seen a lot. A couple of flash plays, the, the chase down block on Zion Williamson, the follow-up dunk on the offensive rebound. And other than that, it really was a couple of three-pointers he knocked down. A rough, rough night for Kaminga. He ends up with 18 points, but 18 points on, on 20 shots. He took 12 three-pointers, which I think is a number that, yes, while he made four of them, is probably a little bit higher than you would want. And uh, I'll say this for Kaminga. The one thing that he has not done as much of seemingly this year is putting his head down and trying to drive to the basket. And I know that's something that shows up on a scouting report probably more than it than it used to, but uh, he seems a lot more content in trying to hit pull-up jumpers. He had McCollum on him at one point, faced him up, and then shot a jumper over the top of him rather than really trying to put his head down and drive him or, or get into the paint, put his body on him to to get into the paint and settling for three-pointers. I think you want to see Kaminga. His, his greatest offensive asset is being able to use his size and his body to get to the basket. He doesn't have a great handle, uh, but so you don't want him out on the out on the perimeter, putting it on the deck, trying to attack that way. But if he could get it in the short post, kind of like he had McCollum on that one play, that's where you want to see him almost try to bulldoze somebody as opposed to settling for the jumpers. And uh, tonight he was, I thought, settling for uh, a lot of jumpers in the midst of what typically is a, a couple of flash plays that, that were true to this one tonight. Let's get a call in here quickly. Uh, Tony and Alameda before we hear from Steve Kerr on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony, you there? No, we lost Tony. 888-957-9570. Also want to let everybody know, coming up here in about 10 minutes on 95.7, the game, we're going to hand it off to Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles as the 49ers, of course, playing tonight as well in the midst of a blowout victory down in Mexico against the Arizona Cardinals. So Kyle and Alan are going to have uh, overtime coming up to discuss everything uh, a lot, lot more happy. To, to discuss that game than, than this one tonight. A lot more positives, a lot, lot more tangible takeaways from the Niner game uh, with the regular players actually going and, and, and playing well. Uh, let's go ahead and hear a couple of minutes of Steve Kerr before we get out of here and hand it off to Kyle and Allen as uh, he addressed the media following what was uh, the Warriors' 
largest defeat of the young NBA season. Trying too hard to create uh, on our own and instead of, um, you know, just trusting the simple pass. I thought the effort was there, um, but, you know, we're, we didn't execute very well. And uh, a lot of that is, is on me. I've got to continue to work with these guys and, and uh, do a better job of teaching execution and uh, getting, getting our guys to understand uh, the value of the ball. It's just, uh, you know, something that um, a, a big problem tonight. They scored 31 points off those turnovers. And it, it seemed like every time in the first half we would, you know, start to build a little momentum, we'd have another turnover. So uh, something we got to got to improve upon for sure. Is this second unit still looking for identity? Well, tonight was a. I, I don't think was a, a great look at any unit. I think it was just uh, you know a whole bunch of young guys getting a chance to play. You know, if when you talk about second unit. Uh, that unit is going to include a combination of, you know, Wiggs or Loon or Draymond, you know, Clay. Uh, so at no point tonight did we ever get a look at a, a unit. This was just a, a night for the young guys to uh, to get a chance to play. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a tough night. Uh, they played really well. New Orleans played really well. And uh, so it was a struggle for our group. Are there any positive Yeah, experience. You know, uh, we've got a whole bunch of guys who, uh, you know, you go down the list. Um, they they need reps. They need basketball experience. You know, um, it's uh, got a couple rookies, couple second year guys, couple um, guys who you know haven't played a ton of basketball, and so every game that that they get, every practice, it's all important. And uh, you know what I found. Um, early in in my playing career is um, you know it, it takes a couple of years to really get comfortable on an NBA floor unless you're LeBron or someone like that it it definitely takes a couple of years and so we have to be patient and like I said I have to do a better job of, of coaching them we, we're, we're going to keep working with them and I have great faith that these these guys are good players and they're going to continue to improve what about Patrick and Ryan back from release have you seen some carry they just they just need reps you know you can see it uh the game is is you know happening pretty quickly out there and um when the game's going fast that t- that tends to mean uh, a lot of mistakes and uh so the the 28 turnovers uh, was a sign of that so the only remedy for that is experience um our guys just need to play they need reps they need to play and and eventually they'll get there yeah, he's fine. Um, you know, we were going to play him short minutes tonight. Um, he's, uh, he's been, uh, playing heavy minutes and, uh, he wanted to play. We felt like uh, we should give him a chance to play. And if the game called for it to, to give him more minutes, but it never felt like we were in the game and I didn't want to risk him, um, getting hurt. Kind of looking at the rest of this week. What's ahead for this team? Fly home tomorrow. We got a game right away Wednesday against the Clippers, so got to get ready for the next one. All right. So Steve Kerr there at the back end explaining what the deal was with Kavon Looney and, and why he was out there at the beginning, played the five minutes, but then with the Warriors really out of the game very quickly. No sense in playing Looney as somebody the Warriors are really going to need moving forward here uh, in an attempt to uh, try and win as many games as they can beginning on Wednesday when they get back home. The good news for the Warriors, they are seven and one on the Chase Center hardwood and they've played much better defense uh, inside Chase Center to go along with the offense that has been uh, in a good place.
uh, with the Warriors uh, able to, to play that, that starting group together. All right, that's going to do it. I'm going to get out of here. Pelicans uh, beat the Warriors 128-83. to Coming up next, it's overtime as we'll be talking 49ers football, Kyle Madsen and Alan Stiles. So keep it right here. Uh, 49ers getting a big one in Mexico against the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, those two are going to be talking about it. I'll be back tomorrow with Steiny in for Guru from noon to 3 and then back with Warriors Live from Chase Center at 6 o'clock on Wednesday for the Warriors and the Clippers. So keep it locked right here. Overtime coming up next right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.